There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome everybody to Oh, a Sopranos podcast. Redux. <laughs> Re-recording for second episode in a row episode. where we're recording for a second time. Guys, this is... basically the Zoom fucked up and the card <laughs> fucked up. So we needed to get a new card, but we figured it out. You don't Fingers even crossed. need to know this, really. Wow. But you know, we are you up should front. Know. We are transparent here. That's right. At O Sopranos Pod, and um, we need to let them know that as good as they think this episode is, the original recording of this episode was fucking great. Yeah, we did. Was... We did great. It was tight. We yeah, it was one so of the insights. Like you guys, one of the all-time great all Sopranos because if, because if you don't know, we watch the episode generally that day, like each individually. So yeah. we are keep it fresh, fresh. <laughs> and we are we are ready to spout our opinions, our thoughts. But uh, with this recording, we did not watch the episode <laughs> recently. We all watched the no. episode a week ago when we right. recorded the yes. original one of this, but it fucked up, and now we're re-recording. So like you're, you know, just like. Look. If you love us at our best, you'll love us at our worst. <laughs> yeah. you said, well, we won't have our worst today. There yeah, you don't know eps. that. I don't know bad that. Bad eps in the beginning. And I drank true. like three, <laughs> eight, eight percent beers in an hour. Eight point eight. Okay. So yeah. we should be good. Well, that yeah, that'll that'll set us off right. Shout out to Elysian Brewing uh, if you would like to sponsor <laughs> the podcast. Uh, we're kind of in the home stretch, but. You know, Dave's hot chicken never really, you know, they Didn't, never responded they never contacted to our, us. Yeah. Our, I mean, our wonderful branded, you know, re outreach. So, you know, Legion Bruin, you know, if you'd like to sponsor 6A, 6B, uh, please, you know, reach out to us uh, at Osopranospod on uh, Gmail. Uh, at, sorry, at Osopranospod <laughs> at gmail.com or uh, at Osopranospod on Instagram and Twitter. You know, just reach out to us. You know, we'll hey. probably we'll you know we'll tag you in this episode, and uh, we'll yeah. just see if um, you want to partner with us or three weavers too. I mean, three, three weavers, weavers we keep yeah, it sure. local. Three, yeah. three weavers Actually, might might, you know, might wanna. If you Look, make beer, 
Get at us. Yeah. Hey, if you're a listener and you make your own beer and uh, you'd like you know to what? send Even us some samples. Even if you're just a listener who yeah. doesn't make beer, get at us. You know, because we have one listener who made their own pizza and we're we we're good friends. And now That's he's true. our friend. Pizza Meat. Shout out to Pizza Meat. Shout out to Pizza Meat. Another great times Saturday now. night. So if you make beer and you are in the, uh, you know, Southern California area, we'll hang out and you can yeah, get greater Los Angeles area. I, I don't know I, if I'm going... I San could Diego. tell. I don't know. I'll go to. I'll go to Joshua Tree for okay, some. Okay. Uh, right. I some could beer. tell you wanted to say the tri-state area, and then you caught yourself you know, <laughs> the Southern California area. Nobody says. Yeah, that. the tri-state area: yes, California, Nevada, the, Utah. Yes, if you're do. in the this Southern so California Cal area, area, yes, they do. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yes, they do. All right. I could tell you the original time we recorded this was a smooth <laughs> transition into the episode. We got right into it. Nobody was skipping if thirty seconds. You're in the IE. Look up a me. <laughs> All right. Uh, episode, season six, episode three. This is Mayhem. Mayhem. Written by Matthew Weiner, directed by Jack Bender. Originally aired March 26th, 2006. You guys remember where you were that night? <laughs> I remember you asked that question last time. <laughs> I, I ask it every time. week. Man. Uh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah, we were okay. gearing up Spring to- Spring break? Spring we were, break? thought we were gearing up to graduate. Oh, uh, yeah. In I was- well, March- I was yeah, in a store. Yeah, I was chilling. Uh, uh, probably watched this at Joey Coco, uh, former guest of the pod. Um, his apartment, basement apartment at Storia Queens. Probably Definitely watched, watched this episode in a store with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit, oh, we were at the we were at the Quays. Oh yeah, probably. What does that mean? Oh, for sure. It was a bar. It's a bar in Astoria. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like Forty Sixth Street and Thirtieth yeah. Avenue in Astoria. Probably cool. the best. Still there? Yes. Oh, fuck just yeah, went. It is. Just oh, went. Nice. Because uh, hey. uh, Friend of the pod Danny Golden uh, Lives right around the corner now So anytime <laughs> no, I go to visit him We always hit And uh, They would always year. do the The buyback So you know Oh yeah So your third drink Was always free So good pl- And great place to just like Watch games and stuff like, Oh yeah Oh cool. yeah Yeah Anyway, uh, Mayhem. Hey, mayhem. Uh, in case you don't remember this episode from March 2006, this is, uh, of course, the third episode of season six where the coma dream continues with Kevin Finnerty. Yeah, uh, we see how the family, with the capital F, operates without Tony, with Syl taking the reins um, to not great results. And Chris, finally, after seasons, gets back into the film business. He's he's, he's writing his path, guys. Uh, but yeah, so do you guys remember like how you reacted when? Because this is the first time, you know, the contentious uh, dreams uh, were carried over into a subsequent episode. There was no, uh, dreams are always typically one scene, uh, sometimes entire episodes, as in the test dream, which was like four episodes ago, uh, and. You know, in I, this case, carrying over into subsequent episodes. What, I remember being reaction? obviously very anxious for Tony to get out of the coma. And I I feel like I remember like worrying, <laughs> maybe not worrying, but like thinking, is the Kevin Finnerty thing just going to kind of be like an alternate timeline for the whole season? For the season or like, right, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Which which I could see like they might have been able to pull it in off. this day and age you could see it happening like in oh, the yeah. in the age of like Better Call Saul like uh you know the and like really weird slower shit, burns. like severance yeah yeah right 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 <laughs> uh you could see that existing now but I think there there would have been riots sure. if this had continued oh, past God. this episode yeah David Chase would have been hanged 
I mean, I, mean there, I feel like uh, people were up in arms over it being two episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think, I, yeah, I, I, you know, you didn't know. I think when you were watching it, you didn't know <laughs> what was going to happen in terms yeah. of like, oh, is someone going to wrestle control of the family? Like, yeah, right. is it going to be Syl? Is it going to be Vito? And we or... start to see this episode, you know, especially like. Gabriella Dante's whispering in Silvio's ear, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, how much would you make if you were boss? That kind of stuff. So, and like Vito and Pauly are like, you know, getting chippy about having to give Carmela a taste sure, of, sure. you know, the uh, right. People are uh, going uh, out uh, acting the, like a free agent. The million yeah. dollars. They're getting the million dollars. They're well, making, so speaking, they're making movies. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, coming like, up. You're like, what's happening to the Soprano family? <laughs> Uh, so speaking of Polly and Vito, the episode opens with them. Polly's waiting in his car in some random like Jersey suburban street. Could have been the street I grew up on. Little Met- do, little doo-wop playing, right? Little doo-wop. Vito rolls up. They're, you know, they're shooting the shit about Tony. You know, uh, Vito says, you know, my Maria and the kids. If something happened, God forbid, which we know something does happen to Vito. <laughs> so, uh, foreshadowing a little bit the end of the season. And Vito hands off this info to Polly about a uh, Colombian, some Colombian's place is empty. Uh, next thing we know, Polly and <laughs> fucking this huge guy who I don't know that we've seen before. I looked at him on the credits. His name's well, the the character's name is Carrie De Bart De Bartolo. Have we seen him before? I don't think so. I don't know. He looks like a fucking. Muppet man, he looks yeah, like. I think you would have remembered if you saw this fucking huge. Yeah, <laughs> he's a badass though. He he's a bad- bunch of motherfuckers. And oh yeah, like, I believe they, the, they go raid this Colombian pussy in this, I, uh, in this raid. I believe and the, Carrie is uh, fucking knocking heads. I believe the first time we recorded uh, Professor Paul, you referred to him as some snuffleupagus <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't want did. to recycle the joke, but thank no, you. No, yeah. no, come on, yeah, recycle guess, this joke for. So. You're not recycling it when for no you one, guys. For you no guys, I respect it. you too much. Um, Melt the plastic down. <laughs> recycle. Uh, come on. Uh, so, so Polly and uh, Snuffleupagus go into this <laughs> fucking Colombian drug, uh, you know, hideout and and start. Well, they're not. They think it's supposed to be empty. Shootout ensues. Yeah. This is all over drug drugs and drug money, right? This is like that's all it is, right? Yeah. Like, uh. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, so money in the first, dishwasher. I think uh, it's, it's probably drug money. But Vito got some bad info. He thought it was going to be empty during the day, but you know, apparently they got twenty-four hour shifts at this Colombian drug operation. Um, shootout. Paulie gets hit in the balls. He ends up stabbing a guy in the heart on the yeah. floor, which I remember seeing in the trailer for the season, which I which. Just yeah. I remember just looking like frame by frame, like who's this? Who's he fucking stabbing in the heart? <laughs> who's Paulie stabbing? Which is just insane to see. Um, he, they can't find the money at first, and ultimately they kick open the washing machine, and you know, nice little oh, touch, baby. the little like ding of whatever, and uh, the elevator or the hospital elevator like lays over the the reveal of the million dollars of cash in the washer, the dishwashing machine. Yeah, we've all been there. We've yeah. all, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, so then we're back in the hospital. AJ and Meadow show up. Uh, 
So Chris and Bacala pull AJ aside because apparently he's been trying to buy, you know, last episode, you know, we saw him, you know, uh, was it last episode where he yeah. was like, was like, fucking I'm going to fucking mummy. Like, I'm going to get him for this. He swore his vengeance on his father, for his father. Uh, <laughs> and they pulled him aside because apparently he was like sussing around to buy a gun from he's somebody a- at a snack shop. Yeah, yeah he's down uh, at the snack shop. <laughs> It's interesting to me that he that he can't be bothered to uh, buy like go to the house and get Carmela's jacket for her and bring it back to the hospital, right, he's, which like, he's failed repeatedly at. But he'll go to some like snack shop and try to like get a, buy a gun off somebody. Yeah, because like even lazy people will do stuff that they're motivated to do. Like he's obviously he's. It does show that like he really does love Tony. Of course, you know? yeah. Like, that's because because it's like something he's actually motivated to do. He doesn't want to like help Carmela out whatsoever. And like, he's always been more akin to like helping Tony. Right. You know, like he's closer to Tony. He has his like, with like way more issues with Carmela cause she bosses him around it's, and, you know, and, and, and his sister too. It's like the two of them are like telling him to do things and like, he just turns off. Like he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Also seems like, you know, another tease that right. like, like, uh, of mob, um, stuff, you know, that we've grown to know right. of like the, the son taking over. Right. Yeah. And yeah. as we come to find father, out later in the which... season, like this is solely driven from the inspiration of, um, you know, the Godfather where Michael Corleone, uh, you know, takes vengeance on goes uh, down to the snack bar, it and... <laughs> goes down to the snack bar, gets a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it, yeah, it's just interesting. Like for the mob stuff where he's like going to kill the old mummy fucking uncle junior. He's like, he's like taking initiative but the little things for the actual family, his mom, his sister, his aunt, his uncle. Yeah, like he's, he, yeah it's, it's just interesting that this is how AJ's mind operates. Well, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of what you, what you say uh, a lot, Professor Pauly, about the, <laughs> about the show. Like, you know, I think people try to be something that they're not, and ultimately yeah. they don't change. Right. Yes. You know, like in right. a lot of people, like, AJ you know, is not going to be a mobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vito's <laughs> right. not going to take over. Right. Uh, Sill's not going to be number one. He's a number sure. two. Like, yeah. you know, like, and like all these people are destined to be what they are. Um, and also yes. like, because it, it, they ultimately can't really get out of their way. And, you know, like they, they and they are not that guy. They are not like. And Tony, everyone has. You know? Horrible luck, except for Tony. Right. That. Well, that too. <laughs> right. Well, that 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 I think is in addition to the fact that like, you know, you are who you are, and like, you can be who you are and be lucky. Right. And that can be something, but like, you are who you are, and you don't have the luck that Tony. Look, <laughs> some people are born handsome, and some people are born lucky. Right. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> And some people are born handsome and lucky. Right. <laughs> That's right. Not on this show, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Chris, it's nice to see Christopher and Bacala sort of giving like a little coaching, a little talk to AJ, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, golden gloves, go fuck your girlfriend more. You know, yeah, I love yeah. that it got back to them, first of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That AJ was trying to buy a gun. Yeah, um, people are like looking for points with the crew, like, you know. Like he's a moron to think that that was going to happen. And also when they say, you know, no one's getting a junior in federal lockup, uh, AJ's line. Correct. It's difficult, not impossible, is a line directly ripped from Godfather 2 about uh, killing Hyman Roth. Right, right. Uh, so it's all like the right. movies. It's yeah. all like this. Right. That he He's, you know, 
he's trying to emulate the movies, whereas Tony was trying to emulate when he was growing up and coming up, he was trying to emulate actual mob figures in his life, you know, and this is what AJ has now. He doesn't know what his father does. He doesn't know, like, you know, not the details certainly. And, and Mm -hmm. this is what he has to go off of. Right. Right. Um, and we get a scene of Carmela watching Tony, you know, obviously not doing well. Meadow shows up. The doctors are doing the rounds. Um, and AJ is mad, like, is mad at Carmela saying, like, you know, why'd you put Bacala and, and Christopher up to talking to me? I think Carmela, if, like, he should know his mother. Carmela definitely would have said something if she knew that he was trying to yeah, buy a gun. She wouldn't have like, had that. She wouldn't have had them do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It no seems a little. Right. It seems odd that AJ would think that, but I guess you know, in a family of liars <laughs> right. and manipulators, this is this is where we're at. Yeah. Well, so he he sees like any roadblocks to anything he wants to do, he just sees as like Carmela's like responsibility right. for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little sweet moment where Meadow lays in the bed next to Tony, and then that cuts to the coma dream. Um, Tony, a.k.a. Kevin Finnerty, waking up. He's got, like, a little smile on his face as if he knows his daughter's laying in bed next to him, which is kind of kind of sweet. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tony gets the summons for the court case with the Crystal Monastery, which some people have pointed out <laughs> is sounds sort of like Christopher Moltisanti. Uh, but we'll, we'll – actually, I think that was a fucking internet from last week, so I shouldn't have brought it up here. But – Hey, fuck. We'll get into it. Um, he goes to the monastery thinking that he can fucking get, uh, you know, get some sort of, uh, you know, info on Kevin Finnerty. You know, he's talking to the monks who slapped him last week. Do I really oh, yeah. look like this guy? <laughs> One of the monks is like, to a certain extent, all Caucasians look alike. Which can be, a, I, I think it's a, it's a gag on like racism, like yeah, white people yeah. typically think whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also could mean, you know, all fuck it, you know, Kevin Finnerty, Tony Soprano, one and the same. We know that the actual Kevin Finnerty cheated this monastery out of a heating system, right? Much like Tony Soprano, another white guy is just also in real life, you know, causing so much ja- damage and, uh, you know. Pain and suffering, kind of thing. Yep. Um, he tells them about their his Alzheimer's diagnosis. They just laugh at him. Not not particularly compassionate for monks. Uh, and they except tell that him, one. Except that one. There one. The one monk is is a little the older one. Yeah, the older. Yeah, the one. older one is not. He's really a little laughing. more stoic. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, they tell him, you know, look, we can't help you, but we need to find someone who will take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And Tony says, I can't do that. And they say, then the lawsuit proceeds. Is this about Tony taking responsibility for all his actions in real life? Is this, is that, I mean, that's the obvious, yeah. that's the obvious thing that you would gather from this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Is he, is, so, so you think he refuses to admit that he's Kevin Finnerty. Like he refuses to admit that like he has wronged people. Right. Um, yeah. So, Maybe. so, so I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean that sort of lends a little credit to the argument that the coma dream is actually some sort of like, you know, he's died, he's moved on, and he's he's about to be judged. But first, he needs to own up to everything he's done. Right. But in this case, he doesn't. He doesn't really know that. That's he doesn't know what he's done. Right. Like that's well, he's that's almost the weird plain part. stupid. It's like it, it, it. It's a lot of what like actually 
the actual Tony Soprano does in his like real life is he blames things on other th- uh, mm. like out like outside mm. you know effects. So in the coma dream, he's he's blaming it on his Alzheimer's. So he's uh, you know him saying like, "Is it possible that I am Kevin Finnerty?" You know, right, and then yeah. like he's he. You know, nothing's ever Tony's fault. Right. It's like it's always like all these. It's it's Livia. It's you know these these horrible <laughs> people that like work under him. You know, it's right. like Carmela just like you know being a drag on on his life. Right. You know, it's, he never takes responsibility for uh, you know the sins that he has committed, and there are many. Right, and he certainly doesn't hear. Um, then in real life, we get a, a quick scene. Always love a scene between Carm and Melfi. Uh, Carm runs into Melfi at the grocery store. She Melfi offers her services in case she needs to talk. Carm says she has plenty of people she can talk to. <laughs> sure. Definitely. As, as we know, she ends up talking to Melfi. Yeah. But <laughs> um, then over at the, at the Dante's residence, oh, we have uh, <laughs> Benny arrives to pick up Syl, which <laughs> seems like just like, you know, as the coma dream is this alternate dimension, this seems like another dimension. Like we've seen <laughs> people stopping by the Soprano residence to pick up Tony in the morning, and now all of a sudden Silvio's boss and and it's Benny's funny arriving. Well, it's, it's, it's so it's, it's so, so funny because um, maybe to contrast in like homes, like Tony's yeah, yeah, home yeah. is so large, and yeah. Sil's house is like, it's like so humble. It's like small. It's like, like decorated kitchen. gaudy. But like, but it's like the size of it is so. Humble. Yeah, but his kitchen table is right next to the kitchen, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as right. opposed to like Tony's kitchen table. You know, is like spaced out. You right. Know, yeah. Like. They definitely like arranged the set to mimic, at least in a way, uh, Tony and Carmela's, uh, you know, little like breakfast area shit yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. This had uh, to be so fun for the <laughs> cast, like just to. Oh yeah. To show up to set and like, you know, yeah, like. Benny is picking up Syl, you know, right. like just going through these like right. little things. It, like, it's awkward for the characters, uh, but it had to be so, you know, interesting because it's such a change of pace. Right. Well, you know, and it, and it, and it, and it, it seems real. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it, like, you know, obviously, like Tony's house is like such a fucking like palace. Yeah. Whereas like everybody else's houses are like normal, you right. know, like. Like pussy's like house, like everybody. Right. Yeah, like everybody's house, like Ralph, with the exception, like yeah, Frick, with the exception of like Johnny, Johnny Sack. Yeah, but then, but they also talk about how like how his house was like, and then a we're big like, deal. you know, everybody's house is like normal. And then where Bobby uh, and Tony's sister end up like moving into, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people have said that. Like, it, it, people, fans have called it out. Like, it's weird that that Tony, you know. In the original pilot episode, he was boss. Then, it, then in the subsequent episodes, episode two is retconned where Jackie April Senior was boss. Mm-hmm. So how is how does Tony have, have this house. insane house? But uh, a lot of people have also pointed out that that house was, as we know, I think it's mentioned in the series, built by Hugh Dangelis. Right, right. You know, so yeah, the, yeah. the costs might have been cut significantly. Right. <laughs> Uh, especially if he was was you know leaning on Pudgy Walsh or whoever the fuck uh, <laughs> well, call Pudgy Walsh. He could have right. he could have bought a fucking you know or got a nice house and yeah that also was a reason to make him boss like this right. guy's like he's got the status yeah yeah sure yeah. Uh-huh. um so we see Maybe. in the in the Dante home you know 
Silvio taking his inhaler for the first time. This is his like first day, like on the job. He's, <laughs> he's never thrown one. in this touch. Yeah, sure, but well. you know, I I don't think that it's something that is far fetched for no. him. You know, it, yeah. we we get a little more sense of you know why isn't Silvio just another one of these like bloodthirsty guys who's gunning for the top spot? You know, he you know he never wanted to be act uh, top the boss. He yeah. always you know he's acting boss now. He just he says to Gabriella he just wanted to carve a little piece and enjoy some grandkids, which I don't know if that's true, but you know he didn't want but the I top get spot. I, and I get it. I think like I I feel like I'm kind of like that. I, you know who wants the, the responsibility? Who wants the agita? Yeah. Like Antonio's you know, warned he's him. Com- yeah. He's comfortable enough. Right. And look, there's a good chance that you know he like still makes a shit ton of money and like he just lives that way just because it's the smart thing to do you and, know? and tony like, just a few episodes ago it was the end of season five where tony's you know he confronted tony about you know he didn't want him to he didn't want to eat shit from john this and that right. and tony says you have no idea what it is to be number one and right, he gave right. him that warning and i think this might be weighing on sills conscious when he's thinking about he's number one now all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know but he does confess jackie floated the idea of him moving up to the big seat well, not necessarily uh, Jackie. It was like certain people. He said, "Certain so people." Well, it, it, must have been. Uh, I mean, obviously, it would have been Junior because right. Junior wanted. This goes back to season one when Jackie was was obviously dying, and, right. and Tony was the runner up, and and. Well, we know now because of Many Saints, because because back when I watched the sh- the show before, like pre Many Saints, I always assumed that because of the way that. Uh, Especially like the holdup of Feach's card game was discussed, where Tony and uh, Silvio and, and Silvio Jackie, and, and, Jackie yeah. and Ralphie like and had Ralphie, a little crew. Yeah. I always assume that well, they Ralphie were, maybe, <laughs> Ralphie maybe. <laughs> Who knows right, if he was right. involved? That's yeah. like what he was telling Jackie Jr. Right. But like, no, I believe that though. Sure. Because like, why else would he be allowed to? have the prominence that he has in the soprano crew. Sure. So I, I do believe that like he was a part of that crew. Yeah. And this um, is, this is, but, but before many saints, I always assumed they were, you know, uh, you know, the like similar age. And now we know with many saints, still um, came up before, still Tony. came up yeah. before Tony. So it does kind of make a little sense looking sure. back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the one instance where many saints might've justified <laughs> yeah. some, the timeline uh, some wasn't pl- fucked yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so back in the hospital, Silvio shows up, you know, Vito's asking for his cut of the Colombian money from Pauly. Bobby and Vito are in a dispute over the Roseville sports book, which is, oh, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and they're, they, they're, they're just hounding hound, He's real. Sil is really getting a taste of what it means to be number one. Mm-hmm. Vito does call him skip, which is like a slip of the tongue. Yep. Uh, but for the time being, so the way Silvio rules on the Roseville sports book. Also, is it a slip of the tongue or is he just trying to get points with? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He's a snake. You might just be kissing trying to ass. get points. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the time being, it's Bobby's sill rules. He says time being, how long, uh, what do you speak? Norwegian, which I love. Cause, <laughs> cause yeah. that, that it's a, it's they're they're foreshadowing. Netflix uh, was watching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lily hammer. But, uh, you know, for now, how do you grade if you had to give a grade to Sill's first ruling as acting boss here? You know, for the time being, it's Bobby's. What do you think? 
A B minus? I don't know. He's put in such a shit situation. B minus. I think that's that's. Uh... He's put in such a shitty situation, and it's like all of a sudden everybody is just like fucking. Just, I mean, may, well, maybe, maybe, well, why, I mean, maybe this so is what why, this is what Tony just like always deals with, and we just don't see it as much. But oh, it is. Um, but what is what? Is, what is so bad about that? Like, right. the guy's not no, no, no. dead. Also, and and the guy's not in a coma. Like, like he's 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 an acting boss. Yeah, right. he's not officially the boss. And so, like, why would he everything not? Is pending. So and Bobby you're, is his brother-in-law. Well, so so you're saying Tony's not w- dead yet, when Sil and Bobby says, is his brother-in-law. So what, like he's doing the right thing. I mean, everybody is assuming that Tony's and, dead, and <laughs> they and are. Re- they are. I mean, the well, the, the doctors, doctors are, are saying basically that. saying. It's and and in retro, and in retrospect, he absolutely did the right thing. <laughs> like, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So there's foresight right. too, and that's he like did. part of being a good boss. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. Right. Like, I mean. Nothing, you know. He can tell that, like Silvio, whatever you want to say about like the backbone that he lacks, he is smart as a whip, and like yeah, he he knows that Vito is a snake, and he knows that Paulie is a snake, and like, and he knows that Bobby is like much more decent, and and he's faithful to Tony, he's loyal sure. to Tony, and he and at the end of the day, that is. Tony's brother-in-law. Well, he's so, the a- and he's an acting, acting acting person. Like so, you and know. he's acting in favor of Tony. He's yeah. in like right, sure. And 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 obviously he he can tell like everybody smells blood in the water. Like you know, right. So like people Plus, maybe are, he people are trying to grab at what they can, and he's and and he's like. Like by saying that, it's just like no, you gotta slow down. Like this is what's going on look, for now. Yeah, actually, maybe, I, I didn't think about and maybe that. Maybe he, like, maybe look, maybe he, makes sense. But 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 in the eyes of maybe certain he's people, and like you know, who are they're already making judgments that he's dead, like, right? And they want something done now, right? Like you know, that's that's what the soldiers want. That's what the underlings want. You know, they want decision making. Yeah. So you know, in they, their they, eyes, they want it's a firm great. decision. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's you know, originally when I watched, I thought that that you know, Sil was was coming off as weak, and this, but that, well, but that, I do but think it makes that's sense. what you're supposed to. F- uh, that's what you're supposed yeah, to feel. Well, the you know. the for now, it didn't it didn't like the really wheels are coming off. Connect of for me that the for now meant like you know he wants Tony to wake up and 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 rule on this and 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 he wants the guys to expect Tony to wake up too he just right. doesn't so, want to stir the pot too much so yeah right um so okay so not a bad call for by, by Sil. uh back in the coma we got Tony at the hotel bar he tells the bartender he was diagnosed with alzheimers the bartender's uh, like, <laughs> you, like yeah. the bartender's like, like clearly getting sick of it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, all right, I'll stop. He's like, yeah. oh man, that's a tough break. <laughs> what does the Reddit thread say? Who the bartender? Is? <laughs> yeah, who's that guy? Uh, the bartender. It's is, Mikey Palmese. Yeah. Is, uh, Saint, is Saint Peter right? Yeah, Saint Peter's like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, in the hospital bathroom, we see again still trying to take a shit. Vito comes in, <laughs> drinking his coffee while he's yeah. shitting. Yeah. Oh, um, baby. Yeah, you're in trouble. And so this is like right away another fucking thing he's got a rule on. Vito mentions giving my half to Carmela. Paulie takes issue with saying with a the very. Claim. By the way, a very legendary. Oh, this is like a oh. meme. This is like <laughs> oh. a Paulie meme. Oh, in the bathroom. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paulie thinks half 
is way too much for Vito because he just tipped him off. What do you think would be fair here, all things considered? Like, like is think- is it a fifty fifty split? I think when we originally recorded, you guys <laughs> said it was. Yeah, I think so. Rules well again. Like, I he mean, he wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for Vito, but also Vito like. Gave him a little bit bad info that that could have cost him his life. Yeah, he almost got killed. But also, it's like, how many times has Paulie almost been killed? There's no way. There's no way. There's no way to measure it. Is my I I think I don't think we both said fifty fifty last time. I think I lean more sixty forty in favor of Paulie. Okay, that might make sense. But I'm okay because he did the heavy lifting. He did do the heavy lifting, but like at the same time, like you know. And bad intel. There's no, there's no way to, there's no way to measure it really. Also, I, I think Vito <laughs> should be penalized for some bad intel, and then also Pauly could potentially have been killed. Right. And then he also had to drop bodies on the on the yeah, fucking but floor. But, but, he but I would say, if I was still, I would say that Pauly should get it sixty forty, but should have to give a bigger uh, chunk to Carmela. To Carmela, yeah, that Vito would make does. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and they're both asked to fucking give her the same amount, like hundred k. Right, and, <laughs> just, and just a cool two hundred k. So why didn't farm. Vito go do it? Why didn't Vito? That's well, a good question. Because I mean, he's a Vito, captain. Because he because he walks like the fucking penguin. Paul, like, captain. Like, oh, how, Paulie's not a captain. Paulie's not a captain. Imagine Cause Vito because he ends up taking over that crew at the end of the right, series. Right, right. But, but why does he give it to Paulie? Because he's a He's a soldier. Uh, Paulie's more more muscle, I guess. Uh, he had snuffleupagus with him, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, I don't know. I I think it should lean towards Paulie, especially all like all things considered. You know, he's got fucking no, murder he's got charges, ball drug involved. Like yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he got That's kicked the in the thing. balls. Like yeah, we we forget because it's a TV show. Sometimes like yeah. we forget like. The legal like right. risk he took, like fucking killing people. It's definitely like, like his blood, like blood prints, oh, and like well, sh- uh, like yeah, fingerprints. I, and I vividly remember watching <laughs> this like live and being like, "Oh, f- like Paulie's gonna go to jail. Like, like yeah, Paulie's right. gonna, Paulie's going to prison. Like because yeah. they didn't fucking wear gloves or anything. Like <laughs> nope. Let's switch gears now because now all of a Let's sudden we're in a writers guild seminar. Oh baby, is <laughs> headed, that a big gear shift? <laughs> headed by J T Dolan. Uh, his return for the first time since uh, mid season five. I like, to, I like to believe that like <laughs> this this is the uh, drug crew that J T Dolan's getting his shit from. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is like him. Just what is he like teaching a class on script writing, or or is he? I talking think it was, a, about... it was like a writers guild thing. Like he's Probably just like, like some sort of was it for like addicts? Yeah, some free workshop. It Some seems guy. like it was like it was almost like AA esque for you know? like addicts That's, who are writers. Yeah. As writers, we're all hung up, but we're also hung up on our own hangups. Like it sounds like some sort of bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then of course uh, Benny and Murmur uh, rush in and just no smack him over the Two head. Two of my favorite writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great writers. Oh, some more fellow writers, writers please <laughs> join our brigade. <laughs> yeah, they're they're part of the WGA, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I I find I it a little that. unbelievable. They had to present their WGA card when they walked in. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's, yeah, here's a card. It's a little like, would they really just like fucking attack this guy, like bang him over the head with a fucking whatever in front of like uh, fucking twenty people? Maybe yeah, they don't give a, they don't give a fuck. I don't know, but I love I the know, imagery. I've, I've been to some union meetings, and if that happened, it would <laughs> be walk insane. Into, you could walk in, into the SAC building and walk out. Here's the thing: you kind of could actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go try. Let's go attack. You somebody. could smash a laptop over a like. You'd be smashing a, a like a laptop over like a like old fat woman or like a cute like blonde girl like conducting SAG meeting. Look, anytime JT Dolan pops on screen, just assume we're in like satire of Hollywood mode. This is yeah. like what yeah. what David Chase and yeah, the right, David and Chase Matthew is Weiner, creaming his like, pants over. They just like, want to like whatever. Yeah, so so he gets dragged out into the car with Christopher. Fuck you. Fuck you, uh, Nash Bridges. Fuck you, <laughs> fucking, uh, fuck Dick you, Wolf. Wolf. Dick yeah. Wolf. Uh, yeah. Chris wants him to write Saw Meets Godfather 2. He gives hey. him a whole pitch in the car. Uh, you know, he, he basically, watch this, is, this is to write off his debts, right? Yeah. You know, and also a little, a little tidbit. Chris says, you know, uh, you know, the guy who's resurrected and goes around killing mob guys, uh, including the cunt who he was engaged to. She was getting poked by his boss, which is obviously clear allusions to Adriana and what happened in season five's irregular around the margins. Wait, what? Uh, really? Uh, fuck you, dude. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, huh? I thought it was, I, I thought it was pretty veiled. Is he is, is, but it's, it's kind of weird because we see Chris so affected by Tony Tony's like in the hospital, like fucking clinging to life, and he's st- and we're seeing here he's still like holding this grudge, which we haven't seen like much of the specific grudge, you know, since last season. So. I mean, Chris, I like Chris is like the, one of the most selfish characters on the show. Like he, <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, that's saying a lot. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's caught the bug again and he wants to start making movies and he sees a path to make some money. And do you think this originated with him or do you think this originated with, um, Lil Carmine? Lil Carmine. I think, I think it probably originated with Chris. I think, I I mean, look, who knows? Because Tony's in the coma, like he sees it as an opportunity. And, and as we know, at the end of this episode, there's a scene with Chris, you know, after Tony comes out of the episode, uh, out of the, uh, coma uh chris basically takes advantage of <laughs> fucking half alive tony to get his permission tony to... tony with his fucking his red mouth and like his eyes up in his fucking <laughs> yeah. in <their> sockets <laughs> right right good timing chris um i think he definitely I lo- like like and he goes honestly i i think i i think, I think you, you owe me owe this, this. Yeah. like <laughs> what yeah. How does he owe you this? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, because he I, came to you with the Adriana thing, like, dude, how many fucking I don't know. times? Was, did, I don't did know. He save your to, ass just to play devil's advocate. Yes, he has saved Christopher's ass many times. Chris would have been so fucking with dead. any with any other boss. Christopher would have been dead. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Christopher did choose Tony and his life in the mob over the love of his life and True. and was complicit in the fucking brutal murder of her. Like, you know, he I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he feels he is owed for I will what say, he like, sacrificed, right? Chris he is, feels he is, yeah. but yeah. he's like not really like <laughs> in his head he does. Well, do you, you know? think do, okay, do you think he's owed? Do you think he's owed or no? No. No, you don't think he's owed for for choosing because he could have gone into witness protection. 
He could have done. He could have stayed with I will the say, person in, he loved. In, in his in his head, I do feel like it, this was like a slower burn, like Eugene situation, where like he feels like he could have been a he could have been J T. Dolan, right? Oh, that's right. a good point. If yeah. it I wasn't, mean, it, if it wasn't for like Tony and this like thing of theirs, like keeping him in, you yeah. know. It's funny you compare it to Eugene. You know, they all they got made at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody feels like they're owed something, right? <laughs> but True. it's like no, especially you in this signed episode. up for the mob, so you that means you don't, you can't leave, you you don't rat, so you yeah you. So like I could have gone to one restriction. No, you could. Like, that was never an option. And you're not an if independent you did, contractor. You're fucking done. You're not an independent right. contractor. Like you. You can't just go off and do another job. Right. <laughs> right. Like, What's your resume? This is your like? job. You're, you're not That's going on LinkedIn. That's why I find it interesting and, right. that, like, Sill is in the meeting for Cleaver because, like, <laughs> yeah, like, it is a little weird. I actually think that he would not. He would be against he it. He would be like, I don't know. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> like, right. but the other know? thing is, like, that we see in this episode is the rest of these guys don't have it like Tony does. So they do. Well, yeah, that's another thing. They're open to this because it's a money-making situation. Sure. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, so Literally every other person in the family is at this meeting, basically, like <laughs> of a certain echelon. Yeah, Carlo, smell, like all these people are they there. They smell blood oh, and, and that, water. That. They smell opportunity, you know, now that t- – because Tony has and Tony's grass. Right, right, right. right. And, and Tony's – in Capasa. I mean, we should just talk about that original investor meeting now. I mean, that's like prime little Carmine. Uh, you know, like oh, I have. Uh, it's like, I've dabbled in like copywriting, and it did remind me of like when you're pitching ideas to like clients and stuff, and they're and they're like, well, we have our own creative ideas, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like uh, well, Car- little Carmine's brought in because he's under got my a, subspecies. Under my yeah yeah, I've got whatever. Uh, you know, the South Beat South Strumpet Beat series Strumpet. Yeah. alone, you know, uh, JT pitches, you know, you know, the, the, the main antagonist, we call him the butcher and Syl is like, no, they don't, no, they don't need yeah. I remind you of a certain butcher out of AC. Like this <laughs> Chris is was like, Chris yeah. was like, Oh, that's right. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and JT ultimately, you know, he gives the pitch and he's like, I'm, uh, you know, working title pork store killer horrible name yeah. it's the worst name for a movie i've ever heard Terrible. but i'm thinking just cleaver which is actually a little better a little name. better sure uh obviously the guys you know these fucking mob guys Vito, i'm confused you said he's dead he's a ghost he's a like, way you know and then i love how pissed Sil gets about uh michael myers jason and freddie being all different types of fucking horror movies uh <laughs> no uh ghostbusters another fucking money machine but so what do you think of the cleaver premise and could could you see it actually getting made back then or or now back back then no uh, I don't know. I, I, I you mean, could see, you could see, honestly, you could see Blumhouse fucking making this fucking thing. Well, they bring cheek. up Saw, okay, tongue yeah. in cheek. Yeah, like, wait, wait, was Saw Blumhouse? No, no, um, Paranormal no. Activity. Paranormal was, was Activity Blumhouse. was, yeah, yeah. but that's, mm-hmm. but that's the, you know, that's the money, like, right. you know, cash cow, cash yeah. cow. Yeah, you know, you make something cheap for budget. cheap. Yeah, you sell it, like, you know. If people come back to watch things in theaters, like oh, you it know, will it's be cheap shit with, like uh, this. Danny, Danny Baldwin yeah. or whatever the fuck. Uh, well, well, well. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a huge homicide life on the street. Man. How dare you disparage Danny? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I don't 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it's like when we were kicking around, like uh, reviewing like the movies with uh, like Sopranos cast members. Like you could definitely see this movie existing. But like, oh yeah, what is like the what is the premise of Saw? Uh. I mean, I'm just, sorry just, if we're just, going just I mean, it's they're like games. It's, it's, they're like games where, like, like, right. like uh, people the, wake people up, and, wake and, up, and they're like locked to something. And, right, right, right. It doesn't sound like that's what they were describing. No, like they're no. like it saw meets Godfather, and I was like, no, it's just horror. Godfather. It's yeah. just a horror movie. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it sounded more like. Jason meets Godfather or like something right. like something that. Like yeah. That. Right. yeah. 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 <laughs> it's definitely not Saw. Uh, yeah. Look, Which is funny. Cleaver though. is not winning any awards. But no. um, so no. back at the hospital, Syl tells Carm a major package is coming her way. So at this point, Polly and Vito, they they have to pay up now because she's expecting it. Uh, and they don't know whether Tony's going to come out or not. Um Sill again. Is, you can see like where where Sill's head is at. You know. Oh yeah. He's tra- why he's, he ruled the way he did. It's still all about Tony. I mean, he really is like Tony. He's a good friend. He's a good consigliere. And, to- he, and Tony is it just further proof that Tony is an incredibly smart businessman because he has had the absolute right number two at his side because. He, like anybody who, who, else, there is nobody else. Anybody in this else family. given the opportunity There's and the nobody power. Else, nobody else in this family that would have like been lo- that loyal while he right. was in a coma. Oh yeah. Sil. And, and so you could see him maneuvering so that uh, Paulie and Vito need to pay up to Carmela instead of him. He could have said, "Hey, kick it up to me. I'm acting yeah, boss." Right. You know, like he could have had ample opportunity, especially the, he the, the even diagnosis said, like, of Tony. You give me the money, I'll pass it on to Carm. Right. You know. Um, just kept it. Finally, he you know he's hesitant to go in and see Tony in in the state he's in. He finally does. Uh, it's kind of an affecting moment. He's he stands there and he grabs Tony's hand, yeah. um, which is mirrored in the series finale after after Silvio has been shot, and he's in the coma. and and Tony has been avoiding going to see him. You know he's been at the safe house this and that, and he finally goes in and and just grabs you know Sil's hand. Like that's a friendship that that you know is is. You know, one of the most pure out of all of Tony's friendships. I guess him yes. and Artie. <laughs> you know, I can't. I can't imagine anybody else is like on that level. But well, and like you know, if if he is his senior, like that makes more sense too. Yeah, because like Tony, Tony respects him. Like he's older. Sure. Um, and they go way back. And and Tony loves loyalty. Yes, that yeah, for, that's for sure. Uh, then we get this scene. Uh, there's a dinner at Vito's with the Leotardos, uh, which love to be a fly on the wall for that fucking. Dinner. Oh yeah, <laughs> weird sort of retconning, you know, with this whole like close relationship between Vito and and um, and fucking God Phil. Damn it, Phil. And uh, yeah, I mean, it it seems weird because there's Mr. Uh, Pool Cube. Yeah, everything. <laughs> well, we know where this relationship where ends this up, you know jamming a fucking pool cue up his ass but you know it's kind of weird because you know with all the contentious shit going on at, at, in season five between new york and new jersey we never heard about this close relationship between the two you know again two, a little hastily thrown together but yeah. also it's like eh, yeah you know, no they, they they also certainly they they build it up here like they at least yeah. it's not sprung on you in one episode but you know i love I mean a lot a lot of the stuff with Vito. Is, 
seems like kind of expedited. Yeah. You know, the just just his desire to be in power, like he never really fucking I don't know, obviously, you know, you think back to season one where he's what's his fucking character's name where he's like Gino. Gino. <laughs> But he's yeah, fucking right. Gino. He's not yeah. even this fucking guy. Like he's just a guy at the fucking Italian bakery, like right. yeah. waiting in line to get you know Schwiedel. Like the come up. Yeah. It does feel a little fu- like the, they they hit the gas a little fast on this, but also I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I just love that, like that Phil is like you know everyone used to say he looked like John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, I can see that. Okay. I can see that if he was like sure. normal weight. Yeah, people, age, you know, uh, people age you know, fast. Normal so, weight, you know. like you know, not not. So we not get a, a little, a little right. Phil and Vito bonding here over, you know, Vito's got to kick up to Carmella. Phil's got to kick up to Ginny Sack while Johnny's in the can. Um, and Phil does give him the right advice. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, it's true. Phil's. Uh, I'm old school. Yeah. Uh, and then of course that fucking animal Blondetto gets brought up. I, I don't forget. And then two seconds later he forgets what they were talking about. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, so so Vito, uh, we hear fucking, him. Uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, does, does does Phil have Alzheimer's? Vito says, you know, what if Tony takes Is it for the worst? Is it possible that I am Tony Blondetto? That I am, <laughs> <laughs> I am the motherfucking animal? Um. Yeah, Vito basically voices aloud like I'm supposed to give her a hundred thousand fucking dollars uh, when Tony could die tomorrow, and we hear Polly echoing that same sentiment while he's icing his balls in his apartment. Um, you know, he actually says "fuck her" about Carmela, um, and then the next scene he's cutting coupons. So yeah, what where where Polly's head at is that we'll never know. But Sill <laughs> uh, gets on his case about giving Carm the money. You know, Sill's hitting his inhaler. Um, uh, Tony finds, a, in the coma, Tony finds a pamphlet for the Affinity family reunion, which I think he probably would have found earlier. The first thing he would have done is is search that briefcase for anything yeah. that he could connect yeah. you to the guy. But anyway, we're it's, in we're It's in not reality. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, fuck that. You never had a dream? Dude? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Yo. dude, you never had a long-ass dream? Like, Yo. Consisted over like <laughs> multiple episodes of these my life. brainiac yeah. fucking professors, dude. They don't dream. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everybody dreams, but you don't remember them because you're a little brainiac bitch, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Get insulted. <laughs> don't know why. Um, hospital. Carm sees this news piece with AJ where he's screaming at the media, and you know, yeah, I guess you could call it grown up soprano, like that kind of shit, and. Carm is pissed. She rushes back yeah, to the house. I guess you could call my uncle Junior a mummy. <laughs> uh, what, dude? This is this is like the most. I, I don't. I don't. Rem, I don't recall any time we've seen Carmela more pissed at one of her children. Mm-hmm. Um, you made a fool of yourself and our family to national fucking television. You were a cross to bear. That's all you are to your father, to me, to everybody. She ain't wrong. The meanest thing anyone said to AJ. Yeah, but right? she ain't wrong. Like, I she mean, ain't wrong. Is this is this do you get, is this meaner than when Tan- when Tony says you know this is my male heir? <laughs> like, no, I don't think it is meaner. Really? Given well, what more Carmella, justified maybe. Given what Carmela is going through and how shitty he's been, and he's older now. Right. Yeah, he's in college. Uh, well, 
supposed to be in college. Be in college. Uh, but also, like, he's been horrible. Like, um, like just put yourself in in uh, AJ's shoes and like like going through the situation. You know, he's been fucking terrible to her. Right. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. He's a punk ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame her. Like, the male air thing was like that was brutal. I, I, well, that was brutal, but but also just like you know, I don't think she's ever spoken to him this way, to him this way. So it's it's this might be the first I time he's hearing st- something th- like this. It's yes. a dose of reality. It but, also st- it sticks out more because Carm's parents are there too. That's uh, true. Yeah, and, and, and of they, course Hugh is like, like of what's wrong with you? Fucking harass her about it. It's <laughs> right. like, yeah, they're, fuck they're on you, the grandkids fuck side. You. Like, yeah, uh, and then obviously it's like, the, oh uh, oh wow, it's uh, just. Uh, Generations of not understanding how to talk to their own uh, <laughs> yeah, children. Right. It's interesting. I've never, until this moment, I've never really thought about the fact that like karma's an only child. Oh yeah. Oh I've yeah. Never really thought about that and before. It sort of makes like, sense. That makes sense. Is that true? Because don't they talk about oh, her they sister? Do, actually, they do. They do mention Carm's sister in like they season two or something. Oh, her sister. They, it's one line. It's like a they line. They do mention it. You're right. You're we, right. So we never weird, see her. Never we never see it. But uh, but that's like that's like you know they it's a throwaway line like Paulie Paulie's like my brother the doctor with all his yeah, bullshit right, right, like right, right. Paulie's got a brother yeah, who's know, a doctor. But, you, but that you is really? to say like it kind of if she is an only child, uh, it would explain the relationship with her parents yeah. too. Well, you and know? and she's and, like extremely close with them. Well, certainly and, she's she's the only one who uh, stayed in the area. I think. Yeah, and also sibling. she gives them so much fucking guff. Like, right. you know, yeah. I feel like she gives them the kind of guff that like an only child would give like, right their parents. Right. Well, and speaking of all this like stayed near them. <laughs> right. What's right. Carmela's right. last name? Maiden name. DeAngelis. DeAngelis. Oh, DeAngelis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, so Beverly to... D'Angelo right. <laughs> is, her, is her sister. Yeah. That's right, Beverly uh, D'Angelis. So. Um, Carmela, this this you know her blowing up on AJ uh, sends her into Melfi's office, and this is one of the only times you see anybody other than Tony uh, sitting in that chair, you know, by himself. Uh, yeah, without yeah. without Tony in the room. Right. Exactly. So. You know, and she and she's very candid in this scene. You know, it's it's. I always forget that this scene happens, but it's, it's very revealing always, for Carmela. Always, remember, always and her forget arc. It. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's a fantastic scene. Well, and she, you know, she she basically says, you know, when I met Tony, I knew who that guy was. He talks. She tells a story about the two hundred dollar power drill he bought for her father on the second date. I don't know if I loved him in spite of it or because of it. And she says, well, I would definitely go, because of well, it. Pr- yeah, well, as we know about Carmela, you know, she definitely takes advantage of it. And, and you know, she saw she saw a nice, uh, you know, lofty, easy life. Uh, but also with like Tony, but she like that story, that monologue she has in um, the previous episode where she's talking to him about like him throwing her over his shoulder and mm-hmm. like. She had a type, like you know, she, 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 she oh, not only she was not only enjoyed him, yeah. like the lifestyle that she envisioned that like he would provide with the money he was going to like be bringing in with with you know being in the in the mob. Like she also enjoyed like the machismo, like the macho thing right. that Tony provided. 
Yeah, so, I think I think she was following her heart at first. Probably, you know, her parents give her <laughs> shit about like not like settling down with the pharmacist right. and all that shit. Like she was never gonna fucking do that, right? You know, that's like not a turn on to her. And this this scene is sort of a reckoning for what we've seen from her throughout the series. You know, she actually says, "I would go to my priest and cry." But it was all bullshit because there's yeah, yeah. far bigger crooks than my husband, which I would cook them. More I would cook my preziti and invite <laughs> him over to watch Remains of the Day. And, we would you know. watch Anthony Hopkins movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it's it's sort of like we'd never heard her say it out loud. Yeah. And, and so the question is, like, you know, what is this? What does this scene mean? Because it feels a little, you know, monumental for her character arc. But. Does I mean, Karma just her actions after this? Does she? What? Wh- where does this leave us? Because it doesn't really seem for the rest of the series. It's well, the writers kind of. I mean, I knowing what happens like for the rest of the series, the writers kind of write her into a corner, and right? Then, like you know, she she kind of is put to the side a little bit, right? Yeah. But but it, it is kind of like a final like you know. You should you should not feel bad for her. She's, She's gonna not own a it. victim. She's owning it, yeah. And she doesn't feel like a victim. Like she she chose this life. She made her choice. Yes, and 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 she loves Tony, right? You know, like she doesn't feel like because her parents constantly try to make her feel well. Uh, Hugh, not as much, but like, but her mother tries to make her feel like she made this huge mistake, and she obviously sees it as like not a mistake, right? Yeah. Right, and that, and she sticks with him through the end of the series. So, right. Um, then next we see Silvio getting brought out on a stretcher from his <laughs> house. Can't breathe. Fuck, Can't fucking, breathe. Bob, fucking Bobby shows up. Bobby like, come on, this is, is like, this is, Bobby. Bobby is too kind of a person. I don't. I don't. I. I. Like from I, yeah, the time it's, it's, I saw this live yeah. to now, I don't believe that Bobby would do uncharacteristically this. Yeah, uh, like, obnoxious. Yeah, Paulie, you could see doing this. Maybe Matthew yeah. Weiner didn't get this one right, but I've never heard the name, but you know, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, this is Joe Smoking Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we smoked the cigarette. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, he smoked weed. <laughs> Uh, so now Sill's on the canvas, you know, who's fucking leading them. We see Vito in the hospital talking to Larry boy. You know, he, he's, he, apparently he's gunning for the big seat. You know, I'm a young man now with the weight gone. I'm a healthy man. He's are still you 300 pounds? Yeah, yeah. Are, like, you, yeah. are you a healthy man? Yeah. You still <laughs> a fucking still penguin. waddles yeah, like yeah. a fuck. Right. Um, so then we see Vito giving Carm some excuses. You know, I know you're expecting something, but people are looking over our shoulders right now. And it would be, you know, vague sort of threatening, threatening, like caution. We can't do it right now. Yep. Um, finally, we get a scene with uh, Polly going to Meadow sneaks Polly in to go see Tony in the state that he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says the main thing doctors say, try to talk positive. First thing, oof, Manoni looks terrible, <laughs> which is yeah. fucking classic Polly. Like, uh, Uncle Polly, yeah. <laughs> Always great to see the kids interact with like the with the crew because you don't get it a lot, and these yeah, episodes yeah. are precious because of the we get a lot of that kind of stuff. But so yeah. you know, Polly obviously oh, Van Helsing, Van Helsing <laughs> starts talking about uh, his balls, how he's icing his balls, this and that. 
Tony's heart rate immediately starts going up drastically. It is like one of the more fun things about like the last two episodes is like seeing how each person like talks to Tony and the coma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of fun. It's like very sort of it's it's weird because it's very it's, telling of every it's, it's every person. It's obviously funny and it's meant to be funny that that, that Paulie is the one who is like putting Tony like yeah, sending yeah. him because that's how this, it is, like, like in normal times. You know, with the he's coding and he needs yep, defibrillators yep, yep. and this and that and like, mm-hmm. but it's it's funny, but it's also you're worried for Tony in that moment, and obviously you're worried for the rest of the family and the kids and they're gonna, yeah. And we we purposely you know. see like these like like cuts back and forth between Polly talking and, and like in his, the coma. His, yeah, his numbers like going up, right. like you know. And Tony obviously, uh, Tony arrives at the Finity reunion at the Inn at the Oaks. He pulls up, you know. It kind of looks like a lot of people have pointed out. It kind of looks like the house from the Dream and Calling All Car- Season Four is Calling All Cars, where well, and then we see like the the Livia like shadow yeah, that, that we see in that. Like, like that. it's very similar, but it's bigger. Well, also he's greeted by the man who he shot in the <laughs> face with a shotgun, Tony B. Although right, he, right. although Buscemi is credited as just man in the credits, yeah, so it's so they're on. not giving they're not giving it away. They're not right. like well, saying, you're saying like, you know, all your family's in there and yeah, right. You know, but, your but family's so, waiting for you. That's and, clearly like that obvious. Like it's pretty obvious. Like that house is the afterlife. Like, but 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 you know. Your family's waiting for you. You know, you give up this weight you've been carrying, the briefcase. You know, it's mm-hmm. it seems so heavy. You know, like right. let this, let me take this for you. Mm-hmm. We can't take business in there. Like, like it seems like he's pitching heaven to him. Right. Uh, oh yeah. But but is but but Livia greeting him at yeah. the door. Livia. Maybe that's not exactly a sign of this is going to be heaven. Also the man who you murdered in cold blood greeting you. Like maybe this is a little ominous. Like, you know, obviously Tony doesn't realize that at the moment, but yeah. And you don't, you're, he's not, he doesn't ever go in. So you don't know what that, what that, is. What, what that right. would have been, what that where he was going. Right. It uh, seemed like heaven. There was white lights, but there's too much. There's too much. Like I, I don't know. But uh, but but yes, the the, the figure a little too of eager his, of his to mom like mom was ominous. Yes, that right. and, and then also just the fact that you know Tony B was the one who was greeting him. I think I think yeah. it's a little the person who you shot in the head. Yeah, is not going to be the one who greets you at heaven with welcome arms. And you're yeah. probably <laughs> not going to go into a bad situation uh, unless you're coaxed. So right. it's like he's trying to coax. And it does feel like a little passive aggressive eventually, like when he's like, "Hey, we yeah. don't talk that way here." Like, oh yeah, and like it's like no, hey, you can't, you can't bring like that. that you, you, can't, you can't bring that in. And he's like, it's just a little odd. Right, and then right. and then he's he very scared to like go in. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah. I'm scared. I don't know why. And then he starts to hear his the here's, voice of his little girl calling him. Yeah, like, right. here's the it, metal voice. Yeah, I I don't know what the rules are of the afterlife, but are you gonna hear your 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 loved ones tell begging you? Pleading with you to stay yep, when you're right. going into heaven, you know. Right, right, right. right, right. I don't know. Uh, yep. And and you know that's it's a sort of a very affecting moment where you know mm-hmm. he, he hears the voice of Young Meadow supposedly, uh, yep. and she is actually in real life, you know, over his deathbed, uh, pleading with for him to stay, and mm-hmm. and you know everything. You know he codes, everything flashes to white, eyes open, and he stabilizes. Um, yep. Which you know, hey, he comes out of it. So you notice one of the doctors. I'm pretty sure it was one of the Buddhist monks. 
Oh yeah, we talked. About, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. it might have been the same. Pretty we should have checked. Sure. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we probably should have checked. But I'm almost yeah, certain. I'm almost yeah. certain. Yeah. So eh, it makes it a little more obvious, right. like a little more heavy-handed. But right. I'm I'm pretty sure. So Tony comes out of the coma. You know, obviously this is bad for Vito uh, and Paulie. They they now they know they got to kick it up to Carmela. Vito's right. chopping away at baby carrots, uh, nervously yeah, as one does. There. Um, I also love how, you know, uh, who is it? Bacala who comes out, Skip's going to make it. And everybody's like genuinely happy. (laughs) Yeah. And then (laughs) except for Vito. Yeah. Except for Vito and like Carlos giving him like the, or Larry boys giving him like the eye, like, uh, right, 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 right. right, right. He knows, he knows. Yeah, Larry Boy, he's yeah. a little smarter than you, <laughs> Penguin. <laughs> and Carmela sees that look that that Paulie and Tony, uh, Paulie and Vito, like, uh, sure. have in the elevator as they yeah, after yeah, they yeah. just hand it off. Yeah, you know, hundred k each or whatever it was yeah. to her. They're fucking uh, sour pusses. Yeah, um, and then the final scene, Chris sitting with Tony. Um, we talked about the whole movie stuff, but yep. but we do for the first time see the. Uh, the Ojibwe saying here pinned right. to his uh, whatever like cork board in his hospital room. Sometimes I go about in pity for myself, and all the while a great wind carries me across the sky. We'll get into that more ep- next episode. Yeah, but um, but uh, but I also wanted to point out that uh, on that cork board there's a signed card from all the people, all the girls at the Bing. But you see, <laughs> you see Georgie's signature on it too. <laughs> Which Georgie. I think the last time we see him was when he fucking when he like, like gets whacked his eye like, fucked yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he gets yeah. his eye fucked up so we we know he went back uh, uh, Georgie but yeah you know and then finally Carmela comes in and starts you know dabbing at Tony's lips that are just cracked and dry you know that's gotta feel good the simple things and that yeah. sort of leads us out of the episode great ep great um, fucking ep. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Let's go straight into fucking internet. Fucking internet. Let's do it. Fucking um, internet. This one from user Dylan of the Well. Oh, uh, I can reach it from here. Vito Spatafor. What do you think he meant by this line in season 6A, episode 3, Mayhem? He was re- retorting to Polly saying, oh, ladies' room's next door. Never understood what the hell that line meant, but maybe that Vito was grasping. Fuck you, you got a big dick, dude. Jesus, Dylan. Hey. Jesus, Dylan. I don't know anything about that. So I will say, I think I I originally interpreted it as like 
he had to pee so bad that his stream was so strong. It could be true too. <laughs> fine, yeah, yeah. fine. Either way, it's, yeah. it's the some stream sort of... or the dick or both are fucking big, dude. dude <laughs> yeah, either way, Jesus, it's some sort dude. of male like, hey, look at me, uh, yeah. like you know, prowess sort of thing, which would make sense for Vito since he's always, you know. Right. He's trying to, like, you know, say that I'm not gay. (laughs) Right, right. Um, True. All right, this one from user MotionMan40. Oof. Major plot hole in mayhem. Oh. When Paulie and Fat Guy rob the Colombians... They turned the place over and presumably, as as there was a lot of noise, fingerprints would be everywhere, so Paulie would be doing at least 20 years in the can. Uh, we sort of talked about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, have you? Did you watch the other episodes of the show? Dude? You don't know, <laughs> honey. Yeah. You don't yeah. know if they cleaned up the crime scene. They might. Also, have. they have like fucking. They have a bunch of cops on the take too, so it's like. <laughs> yeah, you, know. you don't know if anyone cares. This about was definitely it. in Newark. Yeah. And they have cops on the take, and like you know, fucking. This is a bunch of drug dealers. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they didn't shoot a bunch of fucking like good Samaritans. Up. Yeah, like, are people yeah. going after like the people who robbed the drug dealers? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So shut All the right. fuck up. Uh, <laughs> this this last one from user oh deleted. Uh, this this user is not around anymore. Weird line in mayhem. After JT gets out of the car with Christopher and his crew, he yells at his class: "An entire room full of writers, and you did nothing." It yep. made me think of the term writer's room, and then I thought, why is JT yelling at them like writers are supposed to be people of action? Writing is about sitting down and thinking. Shouldn't he have just said, oh, fuck, uh, a room full of people and you did nothing? This is a stretch. What? But is JT a stand-in for, da- for David Chase? He gets thrown into the car, and they demand he makes what eventually turns out to be Cleaver. Uh just a random thought, like people demanding that the Sopranos be about people getting whacked. Uh, what do you, what do you got? What's your guys' take? Is is JT Dolan a stand-in for David Chase? Uh, and to, if so, to what extent? No, J- we already said it. JT Dolan is a punching bag for David Chase to like make fun of other writers. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, make fun of like TV staff writers who are like writing bullshit stuff who are. Who love to smell their own farts? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think a room full of writers and you did nothing is more of a like making fun of JT Dolan because it's yeah. like, yeah, they wouldn't do anything. Writers <laughs> yeah. are pussies. The yeah, right. there's like, like the guy, there's like the guy, in like the someone. fucking like Abe Lincoln, but like, stove also like hat. someone like, like JT Dolan who like has such an ego would would say something like that, like. Why didn't you do anything? <laughs> right. Also, like a room full of writers and you did nothing. Like could also be like David Chase being like a room full of writers and you wrote bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. well, that that's too. true. Yeah. You're all fucking yeah, that hacks. Yeah. <laughs> except Although, for Matthew except for Weiner Matthew Weiner and mm. anyone else, Frank Renzulli, yeah. yeah, and Renzulli and uh, Mitchell Burgess, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, a lot of great writers. Okay, they're they're all great writers. All great writers. All right, that's all I got. We discussed a lot of stuff from fucking in the the episode. All right, folks. You know, it wasn't as good as our first take, (laughs) but you don't know that. And we actually, we don't know that. No, it was way better, man. I actually think it was better. Uh, As always, hit us up. Let us know, like, 
comments, concerns, things you like, things you don't like, let us know if you're like, I would like for you guys to, uh, you know, record an episode and uh, I can listen to the original episode. That's fair. Uh, you can email us at osopranospod.com. Give us a follow on uh, at osopranospod.com on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, Welcome to BreezeLine, where next-level internet speeds mean next-level productivity. Whether it's back to school, back to work, or back to reality, don't let slow internet slow down your game. Kick it up a notch with a game-changing offer of 1 gig fiber-fast speeds for only $59.99 per month. Choose BreezeLine and get next-level internet and faster speeds backed by a fiber-powered network. Terms and conditions apply. Go to BreezeLine.com to learn more. 